Hey everybody, welcome to Hyrus Hollywood, the podcast where we pitch the shows Hollywood should be making. I'm Jackie. I'm Diana. And this week we have a super duper special guest, my sister Kara. Woo! The person I never thought we'd be able to get on. (laughs) Jackie, you were very persuasive. It, It only took you however many episodes you've done to get me to do it, so great job. I will take this as a W. <laughs> well, Kara, we're glad you're here. Yes, we're very. Thank thrilled. you for having me. I'm very, I'm very thrilled and flattered to be here. And this is so formal. I know it's so great. Uh, <laughs> as you can tell, Kara's the real pro in the room, where she's like got the ring light already. Even if we're not on like video, she's just a consummate professional. Oh, I'm looking into the ring light as we speak. I suited up for this too. I dress for success, really, just in full tuxedo. <laughs> you know, I could just get that vibe from you just over the audio. I could sense a tuxedo. Thank you. Thank you. It's what I go for. Um, something's got to keep us sane, right? I'm inside 24-7, so if mm. I suit up for the better part of my week, then it's a solid week. There you go. And this week, we're doing things a little different because there is nothing dull about Kara. Like, that's just the caveat. <laughs> There's nothing thank dull you, about thank it, Kara. You. So, Diana, do you want to go first for a fun fact about Kara? Of course I do. So, um, my fun fact about Kara is the first time Jackie, like, tried to explain your vibe, she was like, yeah, my sister Kara, um, she rides a unicycle, and she tried to, like, very much, like, be, very, like, be like, oh, yeah, that's no big of a deal, but then I'm pretty sure we made everyone um, in our old job, like, talk about your unicycling for a good like three days because we were so enthralled about the fact that you can ride a unicycle that is hysterical um yeah thank you i i enjoy unicycling unfortunately my unicycle did get stolen a few years ago so i haven't hopped back on it but one day one day maybe this summer um the thing is now we're so cruel i know they probably couldn't even ride it the thing is now though where i live everyone unicycles like it would be it's almost weird to to ride a bike you know it's a bunch of weirdos here and love them to death but i think i would blend in better in berkeley if i actually rode a unicycle the more you know i'm just i'm just trying to picture a place where everyone's on a unicycle and i just clearly i've never been to berkeley you you have yeah. to come visit once uh once you know the world's back to normal in 2030. I would love to have you. I'll probably still be in law school, so we'll see how that shakes out. <laughs> and Jackie, I'm flattered that you tell people that I ride a unicycle. It was certainly a time, and I'm excited to get back to it. Oh yes, <laughs> like Diana is not joking when basically I co-opted our workplace to talk about unicycling for more than one day. That is not That's... a stretch of the truth. It could have been actually a week. That's I beautiful. Think it was a week. Yeah. And unicycling, it is crazy. I once went to an international unicycling competition that happened to be taking place in the city I was living in. And it was incredible. The things people can do on one wheel. Let me tell you, I never thought BMX was so lame and so stupid as I saw people doing backflips and stuff on a unicycle. It was just absolutely incredible. Um, And I didn't want to ask for anyone's autograph because some of them were like 10. But (laughs) I thought about it and it was just phenomenal. It's an art and people unicycle down down mountains. There are tons of different types of unicycles. I could I could go on about it forever. It is a very interesting uh, mode of transportation and hobby activity. 
I'm just, I'm just enthralled by the amount of, like, balance someone has to possess to do, like, a backflip on a unicycle and then be going down a mountain. Like, I just, I cannot envision it. I cannot just even get the slightest idea of what that would be like. You know, two wheels on a bicycle is enough for me. Like, I don't think I could ever be a unicycler. That's just, it's so awe-inspiring to me. <laughs> Well, thank you. Honestly, come out here and I will teach you how to ride a unicycle. That is a promise. It's a promise. Um, and I'll promise thousands of viewers I can hold me I'd to be, it. I think I will fail, but I will try. Yes. And I'm going to add <laughs> on to this fun fact by saying Kara can unicycle, but Kara also has many other skills that she can do while unicycling. So, like, Kara learned how to juggle, Kara learned how to do a Rubik's Cube. Kara has shot many baskets on said unicycle. So I think it's just incredible. The true dedication, because like most people would be like, oh, I ride a unicycle, but Kara always goes above and beyond. And I think that's a testament. Thank you. Thank you. Or just that I wasn't really a people person for a few years could also be <laughs> the reason for all of that. But you know, it turns out when you do have friends, unicycling is even cooler than when you don't. So I'll take it as a, as Jackie, as you would say, as a W. As a W, yes. I mean, there's always those times where you're like, oh, what am I going to do? And, you know, I got really good at DDR at one point, and you got good at unicycling. And look at us now, still inside. <laughs> <laughs> Ten oh, years later, nothing's changed. Really? Um, speaking of nothing's changed, we're going to do a vibe check. Kara, do you want to start us off, and then we'll go, because you have two. Um, yes, sounds great. So I am very excited. So my first vibe check, both are from Twitter. And my first vibe check is a beautiful cake, probably from the time that everyone was wondering like cake or not cake. And they were like making babies out of the shape of cake and then like cutting them open and everyone was like, Wah. so this cake is of a very cute baby Yoda from the Mandalorian show. And the caption is February 2020. And like Yoda is looking so good in his little blanket cape, looking like very cute. You're like, is he cake? Is he a doll? I don't know. And then it's February 2021, and Yoda, first of all, does not have a body. Like, he's completely melted. He has, like, 20 candles on his head. He's the wrong color. Um, his hand is, like, on his hip. Like, he was trying to be an assertive Karen, but it, like, wasn't working out for him. And his ears are completely off of his head. So Yoda feels how we all feel right now. Um, nobody knew what was coming. And I also want to say his eyeballs are, like, lower than his nose, which I don't think is a semblance of artistry. It just doesn't quite look right. So it looks like something off of Nailed It, but worse. Like, the people who were so bad at Nailed It, like, auditions, they didn't even get on. Like, that's how bad the second one is. So that's my that's my vibe. That's wonderful. I, it. I get it. I get it. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Um, what are what are y'all's vibes? Well, I thought you had two vibes. Well, we're going to circle back. Oh, oh. So, like, oh, you and I are going to go, Diana, and then Carol will go to wrap it up. Oh, okay. You know, I don't know how, you know, math side circles work, so. We did talk about that last week. Yeah. Do you want to go or do you want me to go? I don't know. I am going to say you can go next. Okay. Mine is a video I saw earlier today um, where it was, like, a white lab dog and a duck that looked like the Affleck duck. And the caption underneath it was, duck protects dog from goat. And I was like, there's no way, no way. 
but there are these two unlikely friends and you see all of a sudden like the dog move aside and there's this very large very menacing goat and then the duck attacks the goat for the dog i love it and then the goat like backs away and then like the dog puts his nose to like the like the duck and they have like a little cute moment that's adorable mm-hmm which animal are you in this scenario? I've been trying to figure that out since I watched it, and I don't know. That's fair. Is it depending on your mood? You're you're each one of them? Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty accurate. I think that some days I'm the duck because I am scrappy, and some days I'm the dog because I'm just like, is this really necessary? But are you ever the goat? Probably. I think anybody who knows me would be like, you're actually the goat. (laughs) That was some looking in your self-reflective mirror there. As you said, I've been inside for quite a while. (laughs) And Diana, what about you? What's your vibe? Okay, so as I've said too many times on this podcast, I've been on the TikTok too much. Um, But sometimes you find some real gems. And this morning, I found the best vibe I've ever seen in my whole life. Um, It was a girl who had a guys and dollies themed party. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's not like the musical. It's specifically everyone was either dressed as Guy Fieri or (laughs) Dolly Parton. Oh my goodness. (laughs) And they took like a party bus like all around going to like diners and stuff and like playing dolly music and um what they said guy fieri vibe music which is like all star by smash mouth and it's just so beautiful and it's everything i expect my post pandemic life to be like that's the theme of our covid like when covid's done we're getting a party bus and doing that yeah like it's not like uh oh are we gonna do it? it's like no we're doing it um Mm -hmm. and it's just it's gonna be the most beautiful day of my life honestly are you gonna be dolly or are you gonna be guy i might do a costume change in the middle of the event style like just reveal the (laughs) rip off the dolly wig and then just reveal like (laughs) a tiny bleach blonde like spiky wig oh it'd be so fun that is so good oh my gosh so was this party during covid because if so i don't know if i like it more or less part of me is like if you're gonna have a party during covid you might as well I mean, I'm assuming party buses aren't being rented out right now, so I really hope it was before COVID. Mm. But, you know, some people live in, like, Texas, and they're like, what's COVID? So, I don't know. Who knows? It's the mystery of the internet. True. But, yeah, that's my vibe. (laughs) It's a good vibe. Agreed. Kara, we're ready for your final vibe. Oh, all right. Thank you. So my final my final vibe is a tweet from Nikita Redhar and her caption is they don't make men like this anymore. And it's a picture of Pete Wentz looking fabulous and his eyeliner. I can't even see his eyes. He's wearing so much eyeliner. And Pete Wentz's quote is, I had a girlfriend once and I wanted to give her a photo of my heart like an x-ray. So I went to my doctor and complained about pains in my chest. He listened to me and looked at me and said, there's nothing wrong with you. So I told him about my plan and he liked it. So he sent me to the hospital and I got an x-ray. And 
the idea of a man or partner or suitor going and getting me a picture of their heart just really made me so happy as I was alone eating fried chicken on Valentine's Day. And I even had the thought, what if I get a picture of my own heart and I hide it in my room? And then when I find it, I'm like, oh my God, who sent me this awesome x-ray? Like, it must have been someone who really loved me. Not false, because I do love myself, just slightly less sad than if I remembered I did it. So I have a new idea. Right now, I'm not going to the hospitals because I don't want to take up resources. But who knows? Maybe once this whole thing is over, I will get me a nice little chest x-ray just for me. There's so much to unpack right there. But like, wow. I'll pay for the frame, Kara. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I mean, if I don't have health insurance, this is going to be like a (laughs) $20,000 piece of art. So um, we'll see. We'll see about that. (laughs) Oh, Pete wants. This is a great idea. Like, as a former emo kid, I love the Pete Wentz portion of this. Um, As someone who loves ridiculous things, I love the whole framing it. You know, there's just so much wonderfulness that just happened in that that vibe. Thank you. Thank you. Much appreciated. Would you ever, like, you know, when you go to the dentist and they take x-rays of your teeth, would you do that for, like, Halloween decorations? Oh, 100%. I mean, I'm mad that every time I lost a baby tooth, I don't have it. Because forget about a candy necklace. You know what's terrifying on Halloween? Someone who has a necklace of their own baby teeth. Okay? That's freaky. (laughs) Don't we know somebody who has a necklace of teeth? Um, Um, My mom got her tooth pulled, and she made it into a necklace with her tooth. I love this. Yes! That's awesome. Like, Like, that's so cool. I mean, if people wear shark teeth on a necklace as, as a fashion statement, like 2003... You know, like the choker, maybe those were shells, not necessarily shark teeth. But if people do that, we should be able to wear people teeth as necklace, as long as they're your own teeth. Honestly, it's sustainable, you know, probably Mm. better for the environment than those plastic beads you can get at Michael's or Joanne's. Or God forbid, Hobby Lobby. (laughs) (laughs) Next time I protest at a Hobby Lobby, I'm going to wear a necklace of my own teeth so they know I didn't buy any beads. And I'm going to only buy my signage from uh, CBS. Yes. Yeah, that's a solid plan. I can't see it going wrong at all. Me neither. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Did the tooth go bad? Did your did your mom's tooth necklace like did it did how long did it last? I think I think it was her. Oh no, her tooth and her stuff. I think it was like a wisdom tooth that got pulled when she was older, and Mm. we actually lost the tooth necklace. So. Oh my gosh. I remember my grandma was horrified by it. And like when it was the tooth uh, necklace, when like my mom realized it was missing, she was like, Did grandma pay you or your sister off to hide it? (laughs) And we're like, No. So now we're always like, think when we're like cleaning something, like, what if we randomly find the tooth necklace today? (laughs) (laughs) Like, we got our floors redone. I'm like, What if we just pull up a tile and the tooth necklace is there? It wasn't. But you never know. I feel like it's just one day going to like fall from like the attic and it'll be like how did it get there and it'll be like a raccoon or something and i'll be terrified that i mean that is something that's invaluable though you know a lost tooth necklace i don't even want anyone to be able to put a money a money value on that that's beautiful 
And I hope you know, if I'm ever coming to your house, I'm hiding teeth necklaces everywhere. So you're just gonna, instead of finding one one day, you're gonna be like, why are there 10 of these? And none of these look like the one my mom had. Why are they all baby teeth? <laughs> yeah. So many questions. And you know what? I'm gonna be back back in California by then. So you'll have to ask Jackie for those answers. Uh, not, not that she'll be there necessarily, but she'll be more helpful than me. It'll be fine. Well, Everything's fine. I know, th- you know what? I know this is shocking, but this is not a podcast about teeth. It's shocking. Oh my God, why am I TV here? TV shows. I know. Who would have thought? No, that's our other podcast. It's called um, Hire Us uh, Dentistry Academy. It's not a oh, bad slogan. Nice. I don't know what those are called. Yeah. I guess, um, yeah, as Diana was alluding to, we do have substance, supposedly. And this week's substance is coming from Kara. So, Kara, do you want to tell us your great plan of uh, the TV show that Diana and I are eagerly wanting to watch after it's casted in a post-COVID world? Oh, absolutely. And thank you for giving me the opportunity to pitch. So let me just set the scene for you. It's like the Big Brother house, but I want it to be a lot crappier. (laughs) I want it to be 60s or 70s, like shag walls, but wood floors. So when you're walking, you feel like you're looking at the wrong thing. Like I want people to be constantly disoriented. Second of all, these are going to be normal looking people. I'm sick of Big Brother. It's all hot people. And like, I'm totally fine with that, but I'm watching for the drama, not for the hot people. If I wanted to watch hot people, I'd watch The Bachelor. So we're having people purposely watch this for the drama. So normal looking folks. The twist is going to be probably threefold. First is that it's going to have folks that are all somehow in the legal field, specifically in the legal education field. So I want one subsect of people to be professors that have no work experience, but they just like went to school and then became professors and, um, and that's their life. So I want them to be kind of competing against professors who have a ton of work experience, who like really know their way around, are totally reasonable with expectations because they have work experience. I'm not biased. And just kind of know their way around this game. And then the other subsect, I want to be law students, preferably a law student from like many different parts of the country, many different law schools. But then here's the third thing. They are all attending the Zoom School of Law. Like, I want them to be continuing their careers while they're on my reality TV show, which they can do because we're all working from fucking home. So with that, they can't talk about anything law related when they're not doing Zoom school. And law students love talking about law school, love talking about the law, just, you know, law, 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 law. But every time they break the rules and talk about the law, like with any of their counterparts, we take something away. So like they can't shower for a week or they have to eat peanut butter sandwiches for a week or like the audience can get involved too. Like one week we'll have like NYU law students get to decide what happens to Chelsea when she breaks the rules. And maybe they'll be like, you have to sleep, you know, in a room the size of my first New York closet. So it won't be a room. She'll just be like pretty much in a coffin. Sorry, Chelsea, whatever. (laughs) But I want there to be a lot of audience input on what happens to these legal professionals as they try to navigate a big brother type scenario where everything's a little wonky, like the messed up house, the rules regarding talking about the legal field. And most importantly, I think, is that there's a prize at the end, but everyone also has to pass the bar. So if you win, but you you fail the bar, and uh, a caveat is a lot of legal professors have not taken a bar because they've never practiced. They just went straight into being professors. That they have to pass the bar, (laughs) too, if they win. So 
It's going to be an interesting challenge. I think people will end up with a lot of privileges taken away. I'm sensing a lot of drama and perhaps some love as well. And I think it's totally doable. What do the challenges look like for them? I think there are going to be some really physical challenges where you're lifting weights, but all the weights are law school books. No <laughs> ebooks, no tablets, but just like 500 page behemoths. But the thing is, I kind of want, I want even bigger books. Like I want everything in the show to be printed single sided, you know, just really waste as much paper as we can. Or I want a challenge where you have to, yeah, exactly, where you have to do the Zoom school of law and we take people who really want to look the best right because they're on camera, but we tell them you don't get a ring light. Like you don't get, you can only do this shoot, like no makeup, in sweats like you weren't on TV. And I just, that's, I want people to feel like at home when they're watching, like these are people that they could see themselves being. Um, For some other challenges, I don't think they all have to be legal based. Um, I think some sabotage would be good. I think making people who never set foot in a courtroom like do some kind of like court related thing would be funny. I think making someone who's really used to court just like write contracts would be interesting. And now that I'm describing it, maybe the legal profession would ban it. Like I don't know if the ABA would <laughs> let us do this show for like PR reasons, but I just think it'd be really fun to point out people's weaknesses. And then who knows after this, like what if it's like MBA students and teachers, you know, like duking it out, like archaeology students at the, you know, doing whatever. I don't know what archaeology students do, but I'm sure it's great. But doing whatever they have to do in this Big Brother style house and just slowly but surely working through all of these graduate programs, showing that everyone's an idiot. Mm. I love this. As someone who also like loves Big Brother, um, I want to know, are they going to be, are you going to have the Big Brother aspects where you're the head of household or they're going to kick people out or are you just going to have the full you know eight weeks of drama with everyone in the house because the drama is already built in without kicking people out i would love to kick people out i think that'll be that'll be money to kick people out and i think narrowing it down would be good too but i also want to implement some things that other shows have done where they also like bring in randos you know like one person or say there's a double elimination and everyone's like yay we're so much closer to getting the money then it's like nope Sheila from Fordham University just came in and Sheila's like, I've been watching all of you guys for so long. I know about all of your alliances. Like, because I want it to be Big Brother style. Like, you can tune in whenever you want to watch. You know how on Big Brother, like, you can go to their website and just creep. I That'll definitely be, you know, part of the show. Which, like, that is just so wild in general when that show is going on. Where if you're like, hmm, wonder what these people are doing. And you can go to our website and be like, boop, and click some cameras. I mean, I know the show is called Big Brother, but it's so much for me to handle. Yeah, I can't it's... imagine. I just, the, the people have, they, they're dedicated to getting famous to go on the show. True. Which I admire. Yeah. Does so Julie besides... Chen still host this? Julie Chen might host it, or, or I'm thinking, like, we can maybe borrow Justice Kavanaugh. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to get David. I, I mean, I would ask politely, just like some pro bono um, supporting uh, public representation of the legal profession. <laughs> if he's busy, I'm sure we could get someone else in too, but I'm he sure just popped into not. my head. I don't know. I'm sure <laughs> I guess it depends when we film it. It depends on. if they're hearing oral argument or not. <laughs> <laughs> just plan the season around that. It'll be fine. I'm just imagining instead of like, I'm Julie Chen and this is Big Brother, like, 
I'm Justice Brett Kavanaugh, and this is Big Lawyer. And just <laughs> cut, to, cut to the inside of the house where nothing makes any sense. Um, can I request that there is a Reese Witherspoon appearance and a Legally Blonde-themed challenge? One million percent. In fact, I'm disappointed that I didn't think of that. So, Diana, you are you are a godsend. Yes, absolutely some Legally Blonde um, style challenges. I think people have to carry around a dog in a purse definitely like the whole day. Like, we'll take some shelter dogs mm-hmm. uh, that need some need some love. And we'll tell everyone that they just have to take care of the dog for the day. And these are going to be people who are, like, going stir-crazy because they can't talk about law school. And, you know, they're being filmed all the time. And, like, seeing them try to take care of these dogs, I think, would be really funny. So. <laughs> and Not Kara, to promote cruelty. I want them to do a good job, to clarify. Oh, of course. They need love in the first place. It's companionship. Yes. There'll be people on the side, like animal, you know, people, just to make sure it's safe. I've been I've been in contact with Steve Irwin's ghost to see if he'll help. Uh, I haven't heard from his estate yet. Remember, I'm still thinking that. So, Kara had this super duper awesome birthday party as a kid, where like somebody came up in the van and had like all of those mysterious animals. They're not so mysterious. I don't know why I said that. What birthday was it for you, Kara? Probably like eight. Yeah. So I think it would be very funny for when Kara conquers law school because she's stellar, that that, like we find a like-minded person, a la Steve Irwin's ghost, to do her graduation party from law school. I would be so okay, happy. Okay, but those totally exist. Like, you can rent a sloth, you can have like a sloth party, and you get to hold like a sloth for like an hour. Really? I think I looked into it. It's not that expensive. Well, I mean, it sort of is. It's like $300. But, like, in the grand scheme of things, it's a lot less expensive than I thought it would be. That's, like, less than a party bus. Right? Like, because you know how libraries have it all the time? I'm like, if a public library can afford it with their modest budgets, it can't be that super expensive. And I just have a question if it would be possible when we have this guys and dollies party. I mean, can the sloths also dress up like Dolly Parton and Guy Fieri? And can we put enough sloths on the party bus? That we can like name them for all of our friends like i'll be like there's kara like she's lit and it's just like a sloth like chilling dressed like dolly parton and then like there's guy fieri what's he doing and he'll just be like eating some soup that has ten thousand ingredients that he's listing off i just think there are a lot of opportunities here well i mean the party bus it has the um not like well it has the poles that go in the middle but it also has the ones like at the top that you hold on to like a real bus so the sloths could hang from there i don't see it not working there's so many opportunities that would be so cute. I mean, I think just now I want to go on a party bus with animals only. I don't need other people. Just mm-hmm. me hanging with animals. Everyone gets their own party bus full of party animals. Literal. Wow. Forget about my lawyer show. That. <laughs> that is worth watching. You put people who don't like animals. Like, it's like animal fear factor. Actually, cancel everything <laughs> we've recorded so far. So here's my idea. You put people who really want to party but don't like animals on a bus with all of their least favorite animals and their goal is to complete their set of 10 challenges the fastest on their party bus. So for me, I hate ladybugs. So I walk into this bus and it's full of ladybugs. So it's like fear factor. I'm like, what do I do? Turns out, you know, you have to search for a key in the bus and then do something and then drive down, 
a highway and collect flags. And for people who hate rats, like, oh no, they're pretty much in a New York City subway, like trench, you know, they're covered in rats. What are you going to do? And what else are people afraid of? I don't know. Ice, birds, ants. Birds, spiders. Yeah. Oh, spiders would be awesome. Like, what if you, you're given eight spiders and then there are like other creepy crawlies all over the bus? So you have to use the spiders and like work with them to kill the other bugs. By the end, you have a full scale companion. Charlotte is your best friend, but you are terrified doing it. (laughs) I mean, this this could also be a challenge for the lawyer show where it's like, okay, (laughs) now you have to um, represent the people who created this um, party bus animal (laughs) idea because they are being sued beyond belief. (laughs) Please figure out how you're going to save them from jail. Like, everyone has some emotional uh, issues afterwards. Yeah, yeah, I can see it. I'll see, uh, we'll probably recruit some of the same people who uh, worked for, like, Hell's Kitchen and Mm -hmm. the first, like, original Mm -hmm. Fear Factor and Dog Eat Dog and all those crazy shows. Oh, Fear Factor. What a, what a relic in time. I don't know how, because that was, what, like, early 2000s? Like, it was under, like, prime time. People were eating dinner, and then they just watched humans eat, like, here's, like, a, a cow eyeball, and you're gonna eat it, and you're gonna win, like, it wasn't even that much money. Wasn't it, like, $50,000? Yeah. I mean, just a lot of money, but, like, if I need a cow eyeball, I want at least a million dollars. Diana, that, you, you just hit the nail on the head in terms of, like, the money to eating gross thing ratio. Like, I think it's... It's a lot to to do that on national television. But also, you say, like, people who did this. That was 100% me. I, Jackie, I don't know if that's what you were thinking. I watched so much Fear Factor. Carol loved Fear Factor. I loved Fear oh, no, Factor. Oh, no, I 100% also, watched it. It's just so weird. And some of the challenges, like, pig eyeball, they'd be eating, like, a bull's penis. And, and everyone's just like, all right, is he going to be able to finish it? Like, Joe Rogan's screaming at him. This was, like, pre-Joe Rogan's, you know, podcast and, like, MMA or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's like, you got it, come on, chew and swallow, do you want $50,000 or not? And then it's like a six foot five hunk looking down at puny Joe Rogan eating a bull penis. So, Kara, what's your favorite anyway, challenge of all of like the fear factors that you remember? There was one challenge that I thought was just absolutely nuts mentally, which was that they put folks in a glass coffin that was slowly filling with water. And by the time the coffin, like, went over their nose and mouth, that was when time started. And their goal was just to hold their breath for as long as they could. And I could not believe that, first, you're lying in a glass coffin. Like, that's crazy. Second, your fear of drowning must be so triggered when you're in such a small space like that. And for, like, liability reasons, I would just really worry that they must have had to... People could, like, drop a glow stick when they ran out of air and signal that they didn't want to be drowning anymore. But I wonder if someone just turned their hand over, what's to stop someone from getting unconscious, from trying to win this? So it was, it was nuts. That was one thing I was like, I don't think I could do that and come back from that and be like, totally chill. Yeah, Fear Factor had some scary stuff. Yeah, I would have just immediately been like, I'm out, bye. Take your 50 grand, I'm leaving. (laughs) Word. I don't know if you guys have seen the movie Old Guard. Oh, sorry, Diana. I don't know, go for it. Have you seen the movie Old Guard? It's on Netflix now. It has, like, Charlize Theron and a couple other really cool people. Mm-mm. What's it about? It's about this group of old school warriors that they can't die. So they've helped humanity tip the scales towards the good guys for ages. 
and people are trying to hunt them to kind of use them as guinea pigs to find immortality and meanwhile they're just like slaying and then when they get slayed they just come right back to life and the glass coffin thing has a role in in that movie and first i would recommend the movie to everyone and second uh just what a nutty no thank you glass coffins and drowning are two things i no longer ever want to think about fair yeah very fair Oh, Fear Factor. Did you guys ever go at Universal when they had Fear Factor Live? No. No. Okay, so when I was at um, Universal, this was a hot minute ago. This was probably like three or four years ago. Me and my friends were like, oh, let's go see the Fear Factor Live. Because you're like preparing. You think you're going to see some people like eat bugs and do wild shit, right? No, they put like 10 year olds from the audience Mm -hmm. right and they're doing like oh it's like okay you're gonna just um you know like jump off this thing it's not even scary i was very upset i was like i was here for the full fear factor experience i was not scared once there was nothing fearful they i don't even think they won a prize i think they just got like a like fast pass type something for their next ride and it's like no that's not acceptable to me so i think it got closed and it's being replaced by something cooler um, so I'm glad. That's all. Yeah, yeah, that sounds, I feel like then Six Flags must have done it better. There was a Six Flags that had, if you ate a Madagascar hissing cockroach, you could get a fast Ooh. pass. And at least that you could feel cool afterwards. Like I just ate this three inch cockroach in order to go to the front of the line for Batman. So that's nice. Or your parent let you do it or you snuck out and, you know, whatever you had to do to do it. But it's so funny, too, that Fear Factor tried to come back a few years ago. They had a brief rerun, I want to say, in 2012 or so. Um, might have been, you know, plus or minus a couple years on that. And then they tried to come back, but they ended up getting themselves canceled because they did a challenge that was so gross that even Joe Rogan afterwards said, "We're this is going to be it for the show. I can't believe we just had them do that. And the show never got aired, so the contestants were like, we want our families to see that we did this. And I was like, really, do you? But... It's so funny that they essentially beat themselves at their own game, that they did something that was so ridiculous that they got canceled. I mean, that's fair. Mm-hmm. If you live long, long enough, enough you turn into the villain. Jackie, yeah. that's not, you messed up the quote. Would you like to fix it? You either die the hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Thank you. I just watched it a couple nights ago, not to be snarky. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what movie is that from? The Dark Knight. Oh. oh, I know it was from like a superhero movie, but I was like, is that from Avengers? I'm like, no, that seems wrong. I couldn't place it. It's fine. I try to watch superhero movies, but there's approximately like three and a half I can watch and pay attention to. What are they? I can watch Captain America, but that's mainly for Chris Evans. Um, oh, I can watch like... Oh, he's so beautiful. Um, I can watch not the first Thor movie, but the second and third ones. Mm-hmm. Because also, because Chris Hemsworth. Um, and then I can watch the last two Avengers ones, like the Endgame one and the one before it. Just because I'm like, I can make sense of it. But like all the other ones, it's too hard. I tried to watch Ant-Man. I got overwhelmed. I got overwhelmed watching Captain Marvel. Like, I just can't do it. It's just not not in the journey for me 
it's it seems like what I'm hearing, what I'm pulling out of that is that you can watch when there are like the hottest of men in your eyes, then you're like, I'm glued. But if they're not there, here's the thing. it can become a little overwhelming. I love Paul Rudd, but I couldn't watch Yet Man. But Paul Rudd's like a different kind of hot. That's fair. That's a fair point. But I mean, who am I to say? I, I mean, Chris Evans is hot. The guy who did Thor is hot. Isn't isn't it his brothers the one in the Hunger Games? Do you like that movie too? Oh, you know what? That movie was okay. It wasn't great, you know. But um, Liam, that's his name. His starring role, the best one, was when he was in the movie with Miley, the, the awful last Nicholas song. Sparks one, the last song. It's the worst oh. movie ever. But every single time, I cry like a little baby at it because I cry at every single movie I watch, even if it's not sad. But that one always gets me. Was that the one that if you if we both look up at the sky and put our thumb on the moon, it's covered? No, that's the one that with one? Channing Tatum. Oh. Which is, oh, oh, man. That one was wild. That's Dear John. Oh, you're right. You're right. So I saw that movie in theaters with in high school with one of my friends who at the time was, um, I think we were like seniors. Her boyfriend was at like basic training or whatever. Um, I don't know military things, but she like had such a like she was sobbing so dramatically in that movie, like I couldn't handle it emotionally. I was like, I don't like this movie, and to see you have such a strong emotional response, it was just, it was very wild. Oof, that's like I mean, don't ever watch Finding Nemo with Jackie. She's so afraid of oceans that she just. <laughs> He touched the bar. She doesn't. She doesn't. She doesn't know the ending. She doesn't know what happened, and she doesn't understand why there's a second movie. So, <laughs> Wait, it's my yeah, life's yeah, greatest mystery. Of the ocean. How Am do I you afraid? live on like the coast, and you're afraid of the ocean? Do you think I see the ocean, Diana? I don't know. Where Jackie wore Jackie wears California. horse blinders whenever she, she wears <laughs> horse blinders when she goes near the ocean, and she only drives on on roads that don't go by any bodies of water. <laughs> what? I haven't <laughs> known you for this long, Jackie. I've never known this. Is that why you like the Midwest so much? Oh, 100%. The <laughs> secret's out. <laughs> Jackie's dream How is to be feel? as landlocked as can be. Oh, 100%. How do you feel about Lake Michigan? I avoid Triggered. it. <laughs> Wait, so like you don't go to the beach and you don't see the waves and you're like, oh, I have to go jump in the ocean and pretend I'm a mermaid? Like, that's not a vibe? I turn my back. She turns wow. her back and then walks back to the car and then I get out with my mermaid <laughs> fins and I just go. I just go all day. And poor Jackie oh is wearing God. horse blinders in the car waiting for me. <laughs> it's okay. So I that's how so our quarantine right has been. You, Yeah, you biopod and then, you know... One person wants to go to the beach, and because the other person doesn't want to break the biopod, the first person gets away with being a total dick <laughs> and dragging the other person to the beach. <laughs> so anyway, Jack, do you have plans on Saturday? Or... <laughs> I'll bring my blinders. Perfect, perfect. Oh my lord. I, I, actually, you know, I, this whole time we were going to the beach, I should have brought like two surfboards. Because I brought one, right? Knowing that Jackie was going to sit in the car with horse blinders. But if I brought two, I could have gotten dates at the beach. Yes, you could have. And been like, oh, it turns out I actually have two surfboards. So, winner, winner. That's Me. A, that's a solid idea. 
Thank you. Thank you. I just think the art of, of surfing, sure, it's the sport, but I like the artistry of going to the beach, putting down a towel, being in like three layers of suntan oil, so much so that I get like, I want to, uh, I just want my skin to be like sizzling, you know, like I want to be so tan, just, I can't go to tanning beds anymore because of COVID. So thanks, Obama. But <laughs> I want to go to the beach with my surfboard next to me and have like, um, any beer but Corona. I was gonna say Corona with lime because that's like the beach beer, but obviously no more. And I just want to sit there and wait for you know my person in suiting armor to run up to me and be in a suit of armor, and I'll be like, "You're fucking stupid. We're on a beach, but whatever. Float to your boat." And then they take off the suit of armor, and they're just like the hottest person ever. And they're like, "I've been waiting to see a bronze goddess sitting on the beach with two surfboards <laughs> in the middle of COVID. Will you marry me?" And the answer, hands down, is a hard yes. And Jackie will have seen none of it because she's sitting in the car with <laughs> blinders on. Oh my god. The beach day is over. You and your new spouse return to the car. And Jackie's like, who's this? And I'll be and like, you know what, Jackie? Like, oh, it's... It's, it's, your new, it's your new sibling-in-law. <laughs> we got married on the beach. It wouldn't be the craziest thing. Efficient. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, well, that would not be the craziest thing. So, Well, I'm excited for this weekend. Oh. It's all going to happen. Yeah, you guys have good plans. Well, so, you know, now that we're on Mermaids, very different than our beginning <laughs> talk about the lawyer TV show. But I think we're supposed to do, do you have a theme song? Back to your show. Do you have a theme song in mind? Or someone who's going to sing your theme song? Absolutely. So the song is actually from a TV show called Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, which is based on a lawyer who leaves her big New York life in order to follow uh, a childhood crush back to a small town in California. And they have a beautiful song in it called Don't Be a Lawyer. And it's a minute and a half, pretty much opera, saying uh, a lot of the things that are wrong with the legal profession and why one shouldn't go to law school. So I want this not only to be the theme song, but if someone really doesn't stop talking about law school, they, they get put in a room and they just have to listen to the song for like six hours. Nice. I think. That's amazing. I love that show, so I fully support. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, I highly recommend this show. It's the best show. It really is. Like, even if you're like, oh, I don't like um, fun and musicals and delightfulness, just watch it anyways because it's fun. It's delightful. Your life will be changed. It's just oh, it's one of my favorite shows. Thank you, Rachel okay. Bloom. Um, I do. Yeah, I support Rachel Bloom. Even if we can't get the rights to the the song to be the theme song, I think if we like ask politely, she mm-hmm. would maybe write the theme song. I think so too. She I mean, seems to pay her. You know. Let's do it. I was really sad because when they were doing the Crazy Ex Girlfriend live, I really wanted to get a ticket to the Chicago show, but I I didn't. It was sold out in mere mere seconds. Wow. So better than Hamilton is what I'm hearing. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Nice. Well, Diana, if it's back open, as we were talking about in 2030, I would love to go with you. Okay. That sounds like a plan. Awesome. We can ride our unicycles there. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yes. That is the energy. Yes. And then they're like, are you checking a coat? And we're like, no, we're checking our unicycles. Yes. Don't, don't lose them. I've already lost one. <laughs> you can't, you can't 
can't lose another. Mm-hmm. Exactly. At that point, I've lost a bike. That's so dumb. <laughs> Sorry, that was the worst joke I've ever made, and I <laughs> feel embarrassed about it. Welcome like, to my I'm... life, Kara. <laughs> yeah, that I was mean... not funny. I mean, we're laughing, so I think it was. <laughs> I think it was successful. Oh. Thank you. Thank you. So you I think what? that it's... this week, Diana, I think we have to say that like this season we've been asking like for you to send for people to like send us something in the email. I think we want people to send us like unicycle videos this week. Yeah. Yes. Or if they ride unicycles, mm-hmm. send a video of them riding a unicycle. I think that that's sounds great. great. Or if anyone has has a unicycle shop and you'd like to send me a coupon for a unicycle. Uh, that'd be awesome too. Or, you know, could we, if someone sent me a, a unicycle, could you guys put their name on the air? Are we looking for unicycle sponsorship? 100%. I mean, yeah, we've All never right. said no to a unicycle sponsorship before, so. Yeah. All right. All right, you unicycle. Can I just have 20 seconds on the clock here? I'm going to set my own timer. Yeah, I just want go for it. This to be official. <clears throat> All right. You ready? All you unicycle manufacturers and supply chain operators, are you ready to have your business blown up by the number one podcast in America? Well, here is your opportunity. God just knocked on your door. Shoot us an email and we will not only put your name in lights, but make sure that you feel cared for, cared about, and will be back with us. Oh, almost 20 seconds. I got a little nervous, but I hope I hope they know when they listen and they're out there and I get my unicycle. I think every unicycle company that's listening to our podcast right now is about to flood your Instagram DMs with sponsorship deals. They'll be like, we want you to promo our latest unicycle. Oh my goodness. Thank you. Thank you. I, you know, link my Instagram in, in your in your post for this and I cannot wait for the flood of DMs. Yeah, Kara, yeah. do you want to plug any pluggables? Any pluggables? Um... I don't know. Be kind, social distance, drink beer, and be happy. A plus. Is that a plug? Yeah. Do you want anyone to follow? What are what are most people's plugs? They're like follow me on my Twitter. Oh wow! I missed the boat. I thought you meant like a slogan, like how Ellen says, "Be kind." Well, we all know how that went. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Not well. Only on camera. Okay, yeah. Um, a little plug. You can follow me on Twitter at Kara Alexis Four. That is K A R A A L E X I S Four, and you'll see a lot of great content. You can follow me on Instagram at Carnivore Ninety Six, which is Carnivore with a K Ninety Six. <laughs> and Jackie, yeah, it's not funny. It's my username. <laughs> I didn't know that at all. <laughs> yeah, because I'm carnivorous, bitch. And what are my other socials? I don't know. You can just hit me up. Yeah, hit me up on Facebook DMs. I'm not giving up my Facebook. No, I'm kidding. Uh, Instagram and Twitter. I would love for people to hit me up. Endorse you on LinkedIn for unicycling. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I hope I get 100 searches tonight. I'm sure you will. People are going to endorse me for TV show sponsorships, attitude, you know. ZocDoc, I would love to advertise for ZocDoc and be one of those people who like, <laughs> I went to, I went to Tom Jones Medical <laughs> Clinic, you know, to like, like for a, a urologist and just be like, that was the best thing. Like my face is on billboards. I mean, 
I think if you believe it, you can achieve it. Mm-hmm. Also, do you women buy not you? Is that a thing? Don't think Is, it's. I don't, I don't think, think so. so. I meant I meant I mean, proctologist, but I couldn't think of the word. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, how funny would it be if if you were like the sign, like they put like a beautiful woman like in her twenties, and she's like, I went to Tom Jones for like my bleeding stool, and he fixed everything. And now I'm playing at Wimbledon in all white, so thanks. He's like that. I mean, if you saw that ad and you didn't go into Tom Jones Medical Group, what are you doing? Couldn't agree more. I mean, Brian Erlacher in Chicago is on all these hair loss, like, billboards of, like, use this hair growth. And I'm like, really, Brian? Come on. So if Brian Erlacher can do a hair loss commercial, there is no reason why America's Next Top Model cannot share what her proctologist has done for her it's fair it's very fair well on that note i think we're about ready to wrap up <laughs> now that you're you're following kara hopefully you can also follow us on twitter and instagram we are at hires hollywood um also again send us your ideas your unicycling videos anything you truly want at hires hollywood at gmail.com um And until next week, this is it. Bye.